0: You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 191. And it is another Friday episode. My name is Clark of 5cardguys.com and 5 on Instagram. Co-hosting with me as usual is John, who is Trade you at Recess on Instagram. Kyung's away on business this week, so filling in for the next couple of episodes is our good friend Will. Welcome back, Will. Hello, everyone. He's back. All right. Um, so later in today's episode, I'm going to play a part of a podcast I was a guest on. You might have heard of them already because they own... One of the biggest retail hobby stores in the U.S. I'm talking, of course, about Dave and Adams in Buffalo, New York, just a couple of hours from where we are in Toronto, and they got a podcast slash Twitch slash YouTube show called The Chase, and I I talk about how Five Card Guys got started. I talk about our own podcast, Cards to the Moon, and a bunch of other hobby topics. So please stay tuned for that in just a bit. But right now, off the top, I wanted to quickly touch upon the LeBron and brawny dual auto card that was recently pulled, I believe in this state of Illinois. The collector who pulled it wanted to stay anonymous. But what I'm kind of surprised about is that, for me anyway, it wasn't pulled by a breaker for once. You know, you always expect these monster cards to be pulled by breakers. But uh, yeah, it was just a, I guess, a random guy that walked into his LCS and pulled it. I could only imagine what his reaction was when that happened. Anyway, what are your guys' initial thoughts when you first heard? the lebron slash brawny dual card auto was pulled um
1: i i guess uh, not trying to be a hater but it's about time <laughs> i guess <laughs> that was probably my first hater of all time <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is refreshing though to hear because i had i didn't realize it was not pulled by a breaker and by because mm. i could have sworn i saw a audio uh video footage was there video or like so, at least somebody holding it up right
0: I think it was the guy who worked or owned
1: the LCS. Oh, it was pulled at the LCS. Okay. Got it. I believe so. Um, yeah. Yeah, that must have been that must have been super cool. I mean, I, I think these day, this day and age where we have video footage of almost everything that gets pulled. Mm-hmm. So whether there's footage or not of it being pulled, I, I I you know, not hitting on this card, just any card in general. I think it's totally fine. I think it makes for a great story mm-hmm. for whoever pulled it. Must have been such a such a cool and awesome moment. That's what the hobby's all about, right? Like it, you know, th- like everybody complaining about ROI and it's a real thing, you know, like spending money on hobby boxes, breaks. Like it, it's become less and less of a fun thing in, in a way for certain people. For a lot of collectors. So to see uh, like a true collector going in there, buying a hobby box or whatever they bought jumbo box and then pulling it on the spot. Yeah. That's, that's a cool story. So I'm, I'm for it.
2: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know what? I saw the, I saw the Instagram video where like the guy who's the friend of the guy who pulled it, he like, he posted that video of like, Hey guys, we found the card. My buddy has it. He didn't want to be revealed, but he opened it up at this card shop, and he's just a lifelong hobbyist and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw some haterade along with John's haterade <laughs> towards LeBron. Like, Uh-oh. Like, I'm not saying any of this is true, but if I was fanatics and or tops or whatever, and if I wanted to give the illusion that there is fairness <laughs> in the market... I would make up the story. I would hire this plant who would make this fake video of like, oh yeah, so-and-so got it, but he doesn't want to reveal himself. And (laughs) it's safely in the hands of a, of a lifelong hobbyist and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, wow. Have hope. Everyone have hope. Everyone buy, buy your boxes Hmm. from tops.com or from, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, interesting. Really, yeah, really. I'm just <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because how awesome would that be if uh, you know we're having like, you know, in our group chat every once in a while somebody has a box of something and we just load mm-hmm. up like a video chat. And it's like the saddest thing because it's one of us, in the middle of the night after our kids have gone to bed, like yeah, quietly right. ripping. A box of like four four to five of the other guys just watching on video <laughs> quietly <laughs> so that they don't wake up their kids and how well, awesome would it,
0: huh no i was gonna say you know there's we've uh went to hyung studio space oh yeah know, yeah, and, yeah 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 and actually like and we we're in uh hyung's old place before too and i was gonna ask you guys like how would you react if you hit a monster car like that i kind of know will because i was sitting right beside will when he opened <laughs> that mike trout on Cardano, but and will's reaction is like very like subtle this... guys uh i think i got something you know this, this. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would look and then everyone
2: else is like screaming you know <laughs> that is totally that is totally my style of how i i, I would never yell or scream or be like let's yeah. go like it's just not <laughs> like all the it's burgers, not in yeah. Me. yeah, yeah 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 i would be very quiet about it very reserved but yeah, yeah i'd be super excited so i'm just jealous i'm just jealous of this guy i like that conspiracy theory though
0: watch I mean. us like just the google that guy who who um we're talking about the owner yeah. of this lcs yeah, and he's we find not a real person we find out, yeah we find out that lcs doesn't exist yeah. <laughs> it's like a the plan, like you said <laughs>
1: It was going to be a conspiracy theory, yeah. theory regardless. If it was a Breaker conspiracy theory, if it's an LCS yeah. conspiracy theory.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Can't no matter what. You can't win if you're fanatics. Uh another question I want to ask as a follow-up. We I think we asked this before when we were talking about the Brony LeBron card, but how much do you think it's going to be worth, right? Like it's hard to say, of course, but you know, now uh, I don't know if you saw the ESPN projections for um Uh, the upcoming 2024 draft and brawny on their list. It looks like they think that he's going to go undrafted this year.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not a huge surprise either. I, you know, because his dad is the, you know, arguably the goat for a lot of players, but
2: careful Clark, John, (laughs) John almost disconnected
1: (laughs) (laughs) on purpose, (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) Hey man, I remember when I was, I think we were talking about Bronny a while ago and I was saying, I don't know if he's a first rounder or something. And everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know about that. And I was like, okay, well, not to say that I'm right or anything. Cause you know, he's, <laughs> he's a freshman, you know, you know, like a lot of, if you're not yeah. a, like a, a top, t- top 10 consensus, consensus, like recruit coming out of high school, like right. you're not going to get any time in the college space. So he is getting the appropriate amount of time. So it is what it is. You're going to. That's the the stats you're gonna produce, but I mean, I think going back to the car, what was the question like about the value, right?
0: Yeah, or you know what? Even uh, I don't know if guessing a value is a value to anyone really because mm-hmm. it's just a number. But if you had it, would you sell right away or would you hold? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I think I think I'm selling would it sell? right away for sure because like we don't. I, I me personally, and again, not hating on Bronny. like I do hope he makes it. You know. And I think he would be, if, if he develops into like an, like a really good pro player, I think he would be fun to watch. Um, but there's just too much risk at this point. Like he hasn't, even at the high school level, he hasn't shown the, the, you know, like that he's a complete prodigy or like a phenom, right? He's been a really good player. And then now at the college level, let's yeah. hope it turns out that way. So why take that risk? I think there's a very small chance he becomes a stud in the NBA. So, For me, uh, unless you're a huge LeBron guy, then this is a super cool thing—the fact that you have LeBron's auto Mm, uh, on a on a a new product that's not upper deck, and then you have his son. Like that is a cool personal collection type of piece. But if you're the three of us, you know, no uh, huge LeBron PC. Yeah, you have to sell that right away.
2: What do you think, Will? Yeah, my instant reaction is to sell it immediately because, you know, products are always, like like the price is always the highest right at release or right when it's yep. still like a hot topic. The hype, yep. And yeah, like what John's saying is true. Like you might end up with, you know, one of the greatest basketball players of all time with one of the most undrafted college guy. Like it's a nothing right. guy, right? I mean, right. it is his son, so it's cool. But he might be a complete dud in the league. So you're, you're, you know, we always joke about those dual autos where it's like Ichiro. Oh no, who is this? Like I don't know. Andrew Bynum, and Kobe. Him. Yeah. Andrew Bynum, and Kobe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you might end up with one of those. Yeah. So, so you want to? You don't want to risk it. But I feel like with this card, there's gonna be some big big whales chasing after it. Mm-hmm. I don't know like recently I've been watching Steve Aoki's like Instagram yeah. feed and he's just like showing like all his cards and uh and some of them are just like they're monster cards like he's collecting the the Star Wars set in PSA 10. Yeah. And like if you then if you look and then he's like he doesn't care. He has all the money in the world. So if you're wondering, like, who's holding up these insane values for cards, it's these monster whales that are chasing monster cards. And so maybe maybe you hold it for a little while. You you kind of test the waters. You see if there's, like, any crazy super fans of LeBron. Or maybe LeBron himself wants to have the card. Right? You mm. just you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. D- DMs actually. are open for LeBron and <laughs> like, hey, I know you're trying to win a championship, but uh would you be interested <laughs> in this one of one card? Yeah. So maybe you hold it for a while and you make you make the demand go high. Ooh, interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm gonna do when I get it. <laughs> oh no, wait, it's already been pulled. Oh no, wait, <laughs> we don't know. It could be fake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, I, I think, you know, I, I think we need more whales in the hobby. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, we sure. just need more whales to come into the hobby. And, and, you know, one of these days when we pull a monster card, like, the majority would not never buy the price that we're looking for. But all you need is one whale to say, hey, I'll take it off you. Yeah. It's nothing to them, right? So, you know, mm. I don't know why people are hating on the whales. You know, like, it's their money. Let them spend it the way they want. Yeah. And uh, it's a great hobby story. all i'm saying (laughs) all right (laughs) okay well with that let's play the clip of the chase podcast where i was happy to be part of and and i hope you enjoy the convo as much as i did
4: But it looks like our guest today is in. We're talking to Clark Kim from Five Card Guys. Mm -hmm. Not Five Guys, Cards. Just want to make that abundantly clear. Extra fries, though. He runs an Instagram account with a big following and has his own hobby podcast called Cards to the Moon, where they discuss auctions and, uh uh-oh, it froze on Elena. Um, Or it froze on Quim. um, Oh, no, maybe it didn't. (laughs) But listen, they talk about auctions and trends in the hobby while also following Pokemon and TCG auctions, too. So without further ado, let's welcome in Mr. Clark Kim. Good morning, Clark. How you doing, brother? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going very yeah, well. Yeah, doing very well. It's going very, very well. well for a Monday. You know, as good as you can on a Monday. You yes. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I just heard that Taylor Swift is dropping an album. That's a great week. That that is all the, the
4: coffee we needed for this morning, isn't it? That that's <laughs> right. that's all we needed. Clark, did you learn that here? Did you learn that here first? I did. I did. Oh, yeah, that's wow. that's amazing. So where yeah.
3: people are going to say, "Where were you when you learned that Taylor Swift is dropping an album this year?" And you will on be able the to say, on
4: the
0: chase. On the chase.
3: Exactly. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> that's awesome.
4: That's awesome. <laughs> so. Clark, how how long you been at it, at it, man? Like how long you been doing the damn thing in terms of just maybe collecting in general, and then we'll, we'll get to what you do now. Sure.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, you probably heard this story a million times. <laughs> we grew up collecting sports cards, and uh, you know, as a kid, thought I'd become rich off of sports cards, and then you know, my Todd Van Poppel baseball rookie cards didn't uh, amount to much, and then uh, you know, we we took a long break. When we realized that fact that we weren't going to become rich, we had to get real jobs. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, right before the pandemic, I know a lot of people came back um, during the pandemic, but I found a blog uh, just randomly on sports cards, and uh, you know, nostalgia hit just right away. So this is like a year or two before the pandemic. And then, you know, uh, me and four other friends, so there was five of us. That's hence the hence the name Five Card Guys. And uh, it was a, it was funny. You mentioned. Uh, five guys, my friend thought of the name five card guys because he thought it would be funny because it's so close to five guys, Burgers, <laughs> which we have. And we're like, we couldn't think of anything better. So let's, let's go with five card guys. And then we just started a blog or a website just to write about sports cards because, uh, we're just getting back into it. And then, and then as you know, the, the pandemic blew up everything. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I started, in, you know, I started an Instagram account where I just, um, yeah, just started to post cards that I owned. And then, and then when I ran out of cards that I owned, I started posting cards of, of um, you know, other auctions out there that I wish I had. And then that's how it's kind of grew over over the last five, six years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I can relate like just like pretty much everyone else. That's when I first started getting into yeah. breaks and everything again. And, you know, I, I right. still don't have all the cards from when I was younger. They're in my attic somewhere. Uh, do you have those <laughs> cards from you from when you were younger too? just like everyone else that, you know, you can't find or maybe you wish you took better care of them?
0: Oh, of course. Of mm-hmm. course. I mean, but the, a lot of the cards that I did have, like I grew up in the junk wax era, right? Sure, so, yeah. um, they're not worth much, but like they have personal value. Like I have a Mookie Wilson autograph card, like an IP auto when I was a kid oh, and cool. I still have that. Yeah. So it's probably worth a buck, but it's a, it's a lot of, um, uh, personal value to me, but yeah, it's somewhere, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more, uh, in my parents' garage somewhere that I haven't, uh, seen years and years, but uh for sure I've, I've had those around.
4: Now let's uh let's talk about five card guys for sure. Uh I mean yeah. right off the bat, you know, how when people come to your page, what do you feel like they're going to see? You know, what what would you say that you are uh doing on that page when collectors come and check it out?
0: Yeah, sure. Um so it started off like I said, uh off the top of this segment. Um, um, just showcasing a lot of these higher end cards, you know, the cards that uh, I wish I had. And, and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm on eBay all the time, right? The eBay watch list. I have a ton of cards there. Uh, I don't buy 99% of them, but you know, <laughs> just in case I find a good deal, um, I'll pull the trigger. But then, you know, like I, I thought like, Oh, other people might want to see what auctions are coming up that are ending daily. So I started doing that on a, uh, literally on a daily basis. And, and then, um, and then, you know, during the pandemic, everything just kind of the, the, the following grew because a lot of people came into the hobby. Mm-hmm. And um, I was lucky to start early, like I, like I said, a year or two before. And um, people were just kind of coming onto the page, uh, looking for action. And now I'm getting DMs um, every once in a while from high-end sellers wanting to promote their card. And I don't take any money from uh, posting the cards. So I, I, I say, you know, I, I just post whatever I find interesting. Like I don't take requests yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, but, um, but you know, I, I occasionally get that DM saying, Hey, can you put my card? The auction's going to end soon, you know, and, and, um, uh, yeah. So like if you come onto the five card guys Instagram page, that's what you'll see. You'll see a lot of high end daily auction cards. And then, um, we've been, uh, you kind of mentioned it too. We have, uh, our own podcast called Cards to the Moon, uh, which I host with two of my other friends. And, uh, we put clips of that weekly podcast on on that page as well, where we, where we talk about hobby news. Um, My, my background is, uh, I was a journalist for about 15 years. And um, so news, writing news stories, covering news has is, come is kind of secondhand to me. So it's kind of um, easy for me to just talk about news in general, but now I get to talk about hobby news, you know, and there's a lot going on in the hobby, right? What oh, did yeah. Michael Rubin say this time, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, like what's fanatic lies up to live up to. And, uh, you know, we just give our take on it. And people like hearing uh, what we have to say. So, yeah, really been blessed by by that for sure.
4: And, you know, speaking of fanatics and all that and, you know, j- the journalism and the hobby, because I feel like that's somewhat, uh, yep. you know, what we're trying to do as well. And mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot of uh, people in the hobby trying to be journalists out there. But I think it's interesting, too, from when you got back into it right before the pandemic to where it is now, in terms of the journalistic side of things, you know, Do you remember being able to get easy access to information or, you know, things like checklists or even just like, hey, getting a preview of something that hasn't been released yet maybe or kind of being able to break news uh, and where it is now? Oh, it's
0: night and day, right? Like when we got back into the hobby, it was maybe Beckett.com and their website was pretty, pretty clunky, you know, and and and. um. What's the other one? Cardboard Connection was yeah, another yeah, website I went to yeah. a lot, right? Um, so those are my go-to. But now it's like, uh, you, you you know, choose whatever you like, you know? Search yeah. on Google and, you, like, checklists here and there. Pops has, you know, um, actually started to update their website now that people are coming back into the hobby. Mm-hmm. So all these legacy companies are getting it finally, right? Yeah. Um, so in terms of the information out there, there's a ton, right? And you, you, even you could go on social media, uh instagram accounts there's so many card accounts there too, and um, just like uh, you know um no shortage of card content right now so so it's good in a way, but now that now that there's so much you gotta you gotta f- definitely start to filter some of these things too,
4: yeah, and that was yeah. that was actually gonna be my point too is um there are, like I said, there's a lot of people who probably think mm. they're hobby journalists or you know oh right, right, you mm. know so. I guess, what's what's your take on that in terms of what some people may deem as breaking news or what some people may just deem as trying to be hobby news in in general? You know, talk about that filtering a little bit and how maybe some collectors who don't have that journalistic background can keep an eye out for different things when they're reading up on stuff.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, I guess what's similar to news in general and the hobby news, like you got to look at the source, right? Like, are they credible? Right. And you got to see how long have they been in the hobby? Are they just like, oh, they created their account a week ago. And then now they're giving all these hot takes. <laughs> like, are they, you know, do you take them seriously? Probably not. Right. And, and so like you see, you see how long these guys are in the hobby. Um, have they gone out to show? If you're, or if you want to know a lot about, uh, live shows, how many shows have they gone to? What's their, you know, have they blogged about it before? And, you know, that, that way you can see like, oh, they're a trusted source. So yeah, definitely there are like, a lot of accounts where they like to make a lot of hot, hobby hot takes which we like to call it on our podcast I like that. and then we yeah. like to decipher you know which um what what we agree with what's kind of you know ridiculous and and what's kind of valid right and 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 then um you know just look uh, one other thing you know when you look at news just don't look at one source go go look yeah. at multiple sources see what other people have to say about the same topic that's why i like your show that's why i like other people having their own shows because you know everyone has their own opinion And, you know, um, some people are louder than others. Usually the negative people are louder than others. Mm -hmm. Um, So you got to, like, be mindful of that, too, right? It's not, they might be the loudest, but they don't represent, I don't believe, the majority of the hobby in a lot of these cases. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah, and you
3: brought up your show, the uh, Cards to the Moon podcast that you do. Um, yep. took, took a little bit of, you know, uh, uh, due diligence to take some listening to it. And I, and I, like what you guys do. What do you guys, what do you think sets your podcast apart? You know, in such an oversaturated space of podcasting and media, uh, what, what makes what you guys do different in your eyes?
0: Yeah, good question. Um, yeah. I think one of the things is just consistency, right? Like we've been doing it for almost four years now and, wow. and a lot of people have been, um, maybe three to four years and a lot of people start things, but then they, quit things really quickly you know and and so for us you know we're on we just started season four um, of our podcast so that's one thing where every Tuesday we have a new episode and then we added a, every other Friday show so we haven't missed a week yet so that's one thing and and uh, like I said I think uh, the format of a sh- our show is different from others like I know you had our, our hobby friend Mac and Rawl stock and trade on the show as well. And uh, they've been guests on our show. Our first guest on our show is Chris Costa. I saw that you guys had him as well. So shout out to Card Vault. So like just (laughs) connecting with other people in the hobby is kind of cool. Like we have interviews, but a lot of our weekly shows is really based on hobby news and our take on it. And I think it probably comes back from me being a journalist, you know, Mm -hmm. just um, being naturally interested in what's going on in the hobby right now. And what can we, do we have anything to say about it? Uh, do you have any takes? And, and, you know, it's like, um, I, I co-hosted with two other friends, Sheng and John, and we've been talking about sports cards, just, you know, off the air, like in our WhatsApp chat groups. And, and then we're like, we should just record what we're talking about because we're talking about it anyways, you know? Mm, yeah. And so that's kind of the main format of the podcast. And then at the end we do some fun stuff. Like, uh, we have a, a regular pick one segment where we, um, each of us choose two cards and we're like, which one would you rather have? Which Uh, one would you rather invest in? And then and then we just debate about those things. And then you know, we sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we think the other person's crazy. But uh, that's that's all part of the fun in <laughs> debating which sports cards we like and don't like.
3: Yeah, more times than not you think the other person's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you know I, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In in my like history of podcasting, there have been multiple times where like, you know, people hop into the stream yard or the zoom chat or whatever oh, you're doing, yep. and then you know, yep. you immediately regret, like, wait, why didn't we just like hit record from the beginning here? Yeah. Have there ever been right. moments where you're like wait, okay, stop this right now. Let's bring that back up later. Or, you know, like you're you're worried that it might not come off as, you know, as genuine or funny the first time. Like those little moments, you know, before you start recording.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. And, and you know, like even those times where we're like, okay, let's remember that for the next episode. And then <laughs> yeah. we we kind of forget the vibe of it during the time. And then and uh-huh. <laughs> it just doesn't sound natural. And then we're like, ah, oh, let's scrap it. Let's talk about something else. But yeah, yeah to your point, we're always, I think, uh, you know, especially the friends that I have in the hobby right now, we're still in it. We're in it for the long haul. A lot of people have dropped off, you know, that's kind of, you know, the hobby hype in 2021. Um, that was to be expected when things kind of simmered down. Um, but the ones that are still in it, we still talk about the hobby all the time. So there are, but then, you know, there are mo- there are moments where we start talking about things we're like, Oh, this would be a fun segment to do. Let's, let's um let's uh, do that on the next one. And then it comes organically um, then as well. So so, yeah, uh, no shortage of hobby content to talk about. So, so, yeah.
4: And how does it feel for you, Clark, in terms of having this avenue and this platform to be able to share your thoughts and, and get your feelings on certain topics in the hobby out there and, and being able to, uh, you know, give the masses this content and kind of let them form their own opinion as well?
0: Yeah, no, I love it because I think at the end of the day, if you want to grow the hobby, um, you want people to engage in your content and all different kinds of content, mm-hmm. right? And, and, um, yeah, I think we've been pretty blessed by having a certain following. I think we're almost at probably 2000 pod subscribers awesome. and, um, just, uh, th- and that was just about doing it consistently is, you know, and, and I think people like the reliability. Like they know that every Tuesday we, we get a lot of messages like, Hey, we love listening to your podcast on our commute. I'm sure you guys get the similar, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, messages back and, and, uh, you know, with podcast, I'm a big podcast listener, like not just sports cart, but other podcasts as well. Yeah. It's, but it's just part of our routine, right? Like, um, we, we feel like we know the host of the podcast we listen to. Right. And, um, it's, it's brings some kind of, I guess, comfort, but like, um, but yeah, like just to be able to share that message and to hear people engage in it and to, and we always encourage, like, hey, reply if you agree or disagree. We just want to hear from you, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that some of our um, subscribers and followers do that, it's, it's kind of amazing to see that. Oh, yeah, this, this is a good, good reminder that the hobby is still alive in that way, that people are out there, not just passively taking the content, but, like, mm-hmm. have something to say yeah. about what you are putting out there. So that's kind of cool for sure.
3: Yeah, it's all about, you know, creating the dialogue. And, you know, it's a two-way yeah. street, you know, the, the listener 100%. and the creator. 100%. Um, from like, uh, you know, your journalistic background, you like creating it, you like consuming it and, and, you know, dissecting it out of everything. It's been an eventful past, you know, year for the hobby. What's Mm -hmm. the most intriguing development or piece of news in your eyes? Like, what are you most excited to talk about on your show?
0: Um... A lot of our dialogue these days is definitely fanatics live, just mm-hmm. what they're doing, right? Just, I mean, they're just a monster in the hobby space now, and and you know now now uh, you know Jeff Wilson with his Cards HQ, that's kind of interesting. I wouldn't mind making a trek to Atlanta to check out their store. Yeah. Um, but I think I think on the industry level is what interests us the most because I think that's, at least in our opinion will have um, the most potential positive impact to grow. The hobby and and we say all that we hear that we hear the people that are uh, just not fans of michael rubin and not fans of like industry growth i don't know why but like you know they like it like the old school way but um i and you know like we go to i don't know if you guys been to the sports card expo here in toronto we got those uh legacy booths there (laughs) that just are happy with their small space and there's you know same inventory that they shell out every show show every year but like, I'm, I'm excited more about like seeing more players to the, you know, a, in the space and and uh, I think I think more, I don't know if corporate's a dirty word for some people, but a more corporate <laughs> presence in the hobby. Um, I think it, it's all all good. Mm. Like I love seeing that, and we love talking about what, you know, they bring a lot of money to the space too to grow the industry. So, um, uh, we love to talk about that. And not all of them are going to be successes. Like there's, you know, we on our podcast talk about the taco factor, how that was such a um (laughs) semi-disaster but at the end of the day they got a lot of marketing from it so i guess it was a success but um you know there's hit and misses like anything when you try anything new but um yeah just kind of seeing how the industry is growing generally speaking that's that's kind of like um the the more exciting thing right now at least in my my view
4: and i tell you what's funny clark is you mentioned the uh old grizzled brothers that are uh, setting up at the <laughs> Toronto sports card, sport card expo. And I'll tell you what, I know exactly the tables you were talking about right there. I know those booths. I'll, I'll look yeah. and I'll look up and I go, I'm just going to go to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. There's, there's no trying, there's no trying to wheel and there's no trying to deal here. You know, no. there's none of that. No, so. You can't, you can't. Yeah. yeah too, too funny. So, you know what, honestly talk about a little a bit about that. Since you brought up the Toronto sport card expo, I think, yep. I think it's a show that uh, a lot of people, a lot more people need to know about. And realistically, in my opinion, in terms of, you know, shows, it's basically the national of Canada Canada. or, you know, that's in my opinion. But for you, uh, you know, from from all facets in which you enjoy the hobby, just talk about how you've seen that show grow over even the last year, year and a half, because I think it's undergone some drastic changes.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely see some growth. Like a lot of people, a lot of younger kids, um, definitely than, than before, you know, even in the last three, four years that we've been going to the sports card expo. Um, so, and then, you know, like, uh, we we're joking about the, uh, old Grizzle guys with their booth, but there are, there are definitely new booths as well, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. selling different kinds of cards too. You know, you see your F1s, you see your soccer cards. Um, and, you know, like, like, uh, other than, and, 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 you know, like we joke about this too. I'm 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 Canadian, so I love hockey. Okay, it's in it's in our blood, right? But Mm -hmm. (laughs) but baseball is my primary sport. I love baseball. Like I'm wrapping the Blue Jays here, and um and you know the Sports Card Expo. One thing is, um you're seeing more of the um you know uh, I would say the American influence too. Like you're not just seeing hockey cards. Like it's still primarily hockey. If you're into hockey cards, you need to come to the Sports Card Expo because it's primarily (laughs) hockey cards still. Obviously being a Canadian Expo, but Um, but then you're seeing more of other sports as well, which is cool to see. Like I know, um, you know, there was maybe two, three good baseball card booths that I I used to go to now there's, you know, double digits for sure. And, um, and so it's good to see the variety and, and then, you know, I don't know if it's because of the growth of the hobby, but you know, every expo has like, um, autograph sessions. So you're seeing more of the, um, retired folks and even current players, um, um, coming to the expo to to give out autographs that you might have not seen maybe 10 15 years ago so yeah definitely see some growth
4: mm-hmm. now sorry no go ahead you sure okay. yeah, absolutely. i a little, little bit of a follow-up in terms of we talk about hockey you know I, hmm? we're we're pretty big on hockey here in buffalo too i, I know you're probably aware of that <sighs> sure. um well yeah <laughs> as much as, we, as much as you as can, as be. It can <laughs> be you know um uh, but you know, I think it's interesting that hockey, I feel like the hobby portion of the hockey needs a little help and it it needs a little growth. Mm. You know, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on the state of the hockey hockey hobby and where you think it may go now that you have a bona fide, you know, star in the making in Connor Bedard to actually like chase and collect.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, I think we talked about this too. Like it's, it's, it's really upper deck, right? Like they're, they're the ones that make predominantly the most hockey cards. And, and, uh, I think there needs to be maybe a little bit more innovation from them, you know, like, like we joke about, like, just give us a refractor or give us like a nice parallel to chase, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, not just these base cards. <laughs> and, and so they're, you know, that could help in terms of, uh, you know, um, um, getting more people interested in hockey. But, but yeah, I think, um, the, the young superstars will help too, like Bedards amazing right yeah, like
4: yeah
0: um mcdavid you know like i think he's underrated in the hobby like i think you know as yeah. much as you know i know some of his rookie auto cards are expensive but for who we believe he can be like um i think i think you get him at good prices now too and and so i think um as a as the growth of hockey as a sport grows like you know especially in the states i think i think um you know we go as the american collectors do like once hockey cards become bigger there um yeah it's i think I think that's the key to see hockey cards grow like it's already sure. big in Canada, so um, we just right. need more of our you know you know i i you guys being from Buffalo, of course, you guys have the hockey team there with the Sabres, but um i you know it's harder to grow when it's when the war- uh weather's a lot warmer down south True. than <laughs> yeah. you have other sports to compete with right but yeah. but uh, you know uh we, our our podcast friend Jeremy Lee. He's pretty bullish yep. on hockey cards as well so um, you know uh, I, I I always defer to him to learn more about hockey cards myself <laughs> as well but yeah uh, so bullish for yeah, sure
4: we definitely yeah. need some people championing the, the yes. hockey hobby like yourself Jeremy. Oh, so, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, no.
3: And and speaking of you as like a personal champion for the hockey portion of the hobby, in your personal collection, like your your top, you know, okay. your holy grail that you have, is it a hockey card? Is it, you know, you're wearing the Blue Jays hat, like you said, is it something yeah. like that? Like, you know, I, I, I want to know, and I'm sure some of the viewers would also like to know in your personal collection, what do you value the most that you got?
0: Yeah, I, I was anticipating this question. So I brought a couple of cards. Oh, um, wow. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> always ready. You know, hey, I, I'm a podcast host too. So I, I kind of, <laughs> you <know what's> <laughs> but I appreciate what you guys do. So I, I, you know, with the hobby market being down, we always say this is a grail hunting season, you know, mm-hmm. like the parts that cost 25, 30,000 during 2021 are about four or 5,000. So I got this Mike Trout. Where's the camera here? First Ooh. Bowman here. Wow. That's a beauty. So for about 4K, so like a fraction of the price. And the latest one I picked up was like, you know, I like collecting guys that have high potential. Luka Doncic, the blue oh, contender. Wow. Steve would be uh, happy about that one. I love, <laughs> love Luca, But yeah, I guess to answer your question, it's mostly still baseball and basketball yeah. versus, versus hockey. And I think it goes back to the, what you were asking before, right? Like the lack of innovation, like, you know, in terms of like, you know, these are nice, um, on-card autos, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I love the numbered. Uh, I'm a sucker for color match cards, too. Oh, my God. So nice? know, Yeah, of
3: course.
0: You, you guys, Buffalo Bills, you know, the blue refractor, Ooh. Blue Jade, the blue refractor. Uh-huh. I love the blue refractor. So we're, we're lucky to live yeah. in a city that has blue as a pri- <laughs> primary team color. So, agreed. Yeah, so yeah.
4: Agreed. yeah, Now, <clears throat> last little thing I had for you here, because, um, because of how I know you guys are on your podcast and discussing things, you just brought yep. up that first Bowman, Mike Trout. Mm. And it reminded mm-hmm. me that, I don't know if you caught this, but <laughs> on Twitter, we're going to talk about this a little later in the show, but I want to get your opinion as well. Uh, sure. Brian Gray tweeted out his feelings mm. on Mike Trout in terms of hobby value. And he made it pretty pretty evident that he thinks that, you know, Trout's basically overrated in the hobby. Mm. Um, so, you know, you just picking that up for, Four grand right there, first Bowman for the PC. Uh, what do you say to that? He was kind of looking for people to give him a little bit of feedback. <laughs> you know, so. Oh man, um, it's not a hot
0: take because people have been saying that for a while right. now. You know, Mike Trout being over it, and it's primarily because he's injured. But I, I I'm still convinced if he could have one like healthy season, yeah. people are going to be reminded right away. Why Mike Trout is a generational player. He just needs to be healthy. I believe he can be healthy. You know, he's, he's in his thirties now, but he's not, you know, um, uh, that old where right. he, he can't still contribute as a number one guy on the scene. He'll still, especially with Shohei gone, but, um, Mike Trout will be the guy for the Angels. And, um, I'm a big believer still, you know, and, and, uh, I said the same with, um, Shohei. Like I, um, my biggest regret in the hobby, well, you know, in terms of flipping, was I picked up a Shohei uh, Topps Chrome rookie auto for 500 bucks, BGS 9.5, oh, and oh. and I'm like, and then that was during when he was injured that yeah. one season, and I'm like, oh man, I, you know, like, can he pitch and bat? Like, can he stay healthy? So I flipped it for you know a, a Vladdy Guerrero, uh, you know, and, uh, and maybe it was a Homer in me that wanted the <laughs> the, the, oh, the sure. autograph, but um, obviously I lost that trade because now that rookie. <laughs> top scroll of show hey after he stayed healthy for the next two seasons yeah. that he had, and mvp season um is worth thousands of dollars and that's i kind of feel the same way about mike trout you know like yeah. he just needs to be healthy and if he's healthy he's going to perform on the field so i'll just I'll, dis- I'll heartily disagree with brian Gray's take on <laughs> on Mike Trout.
4: <laughs> okay fair fair enough fair enough
3: uh, wait, did you have anything else? Uh, I I think I'm good on questions here. I'm wondering do you have any questions for us, visitor of the program, <laughs> podcaster, journalist, anything you'd like to ask Troy or, my, Troy or myself?
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I, you know, again, I don't know if it's a question, but I, I've been watching your show, The Chase, and and um, I loved your like just the look of the the show. It looks you. obviously very professional. Um, my lighting here is just the one light in my uh, office here, but you guys, uh, it's obvious that you guys have a good setup. But um, um, what uh, just you know, I like to ask this to all, all our guests as well. Like, um, what what do you guys think in the next five years where the hobby is going to be? Like in terms of what it's going to look like, in terms of growth or or, or, you know, where it's trending?
4: Uh, I mean, personally, I, I think everybody is overreacting. I think I think people freak mm-hmm. out a lot, right? And I think that's just the world we live in today. Maybe it's not just sure. sports cards. It's just the mm-hmm. world we live in in terms of social media. We talk about all that. You can yes. be a keyboard warrior. You can write whatever <laughs> you want. Um, yeah. But, I mean, personally, we still have big shows like the National... We still have big shows like Toronto. Fanatics is obviously taking over the world. They're getting into their events they're gonna do mm-hmm. in 2024. But I mean, you look at this I see people that I follow on Twitter or Instagram and these small shows, they're people are people are there. They're they're packing these yeah. small shows. So mm-hmm. why why wouldn't they go to the big shows? I think it's right where it needs to be. And mm-hmm. I think the the fanatics tops marketing has been really great with some of the past. Summers. Amazing. Like you mm-hmm. said, the taco Best. factor, but mm-hmm. the Wemby, you know, getting to meet him. If you had the opportunity yeah. to get the car. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Obviously what they're doing with fanatics live, like the, the 10, you know, they're giving people an opportunity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're spending their hard earned money, but if you hit that, you're, you're going to be handsomely rewarded. For sure. So, I mean, I, de- I definitely think it's, it's trending in the right direction. It's going to be trial and error. There's obviously going to be bumps in the road. Of course. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it, it, it's more mainstream than it ever was, you know. Like we're we're Agreed. all making a, a you know as much as it is a hobby and we're having fun doing it, we still are technically making a living mm-hmm. doing it yeah, as well. Yeah. And, you know, being a f- afforded that opportunity, I, I think we're right where we need to be, and I think it's gonna just continue to progress in the right direction. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of with you there. And, and it's
3: kind of on a note of, one, what you touched on with the local stores packing out their personal, yeah. you know, their trade nights and everything like that, but also what uh, you mentioned about, you know, all the kids running around at the Toronto Expo, like right. at the National, you know, I'm there breaking cards with Steve last year, and and we're just having kids stop and watch us do it nonstop, and they are nice. they're in awe, and they're excited, and you can see the look in their eyes. Yeah. One of our listeners, shout out Dually. <laughs> Was out there handing out cards to these kids. Gave one of them uh, a Shohei Ohtani rookie, and and you would have thought that the kid just won a million dollars. Like right. I'd never seen someone so excited. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the same thing uh, earlier or, or late last year, a local store opened up <coughs> right around the corner from my house. I stopped by the one day, didn't know they were having a trade night, packed with like fifty kids and their parents. So I think Amazing. that you know it, it's all on just like a lot of things. It's on the next generation, and I think we're leaving it in a very good spot for the people below us. So. Huh?
0: Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I have a six year old son. He's into baseball cards and oh, Pokemon wow. cards. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, training him to be a collector as well. So yeah, Go so, we're in good hands. Love it.
4: Well, hey, Clark, thank you so much for your time. Uh, this has been a blast, and mm. I would, we would love to have you back on the show. That's for sure. We, we know you would definitely not be one-time-only guest. Um, <laughs> future recurring guest. Future yes. recurring guest. that. We'll Easy. get you the green <laughs> master's jacket when you start hitting the uh, multiple. Can't wait to chances. get it. <laughs> um, last thing we like to do for every one of our guests that join us on the show is please just once again roll out where people can find the podcast, where they can find you on social media your website and kind of what you uh, are providing with all that stuff.
0: I appreciate that. Uh, Just first, thank you guys for having me on the show. Um, It's been an amazing time for sure. Chatting sports cards. Love doing that uh, with you guys. Um, But yeah, you can find me at five card guys on pretty much any social media channel. Uh, There you go. The Instagram account, probably the most uh, popular account that we have at five card guys. We have a TikTok account too, and we're slowly getting to YouTube. Um, uh joining you guys as well uh with some of our content and uh, a lot of it is auctions but a lot of it also is a uh, you know I, I'm I'm a math geek so I like to display <laughs> um you know how the trends have been going in terms of value so I've been doing a lot of these IG reels TikTok um videos about like the, the you know how much it cost 5 years ago to the peak and to where it is now and you know for some people it might be a good opportunity to pick one up there's one right there about Tom Brady so so yeah it's it's um so you'll see a, a lot of kind of interesting, hopefully interesting content like that. And, and we have our website as well with our regular blog content at fivecardguys.com as well. So, so yeah, and then our podcast, Cards to the Moon. Um, you can find it wherever you listen to your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Um, uh, yeah, there's so many different platforms out there. <laughs> Amazon, Amazon Music, I don't know, you know. But yeah, you just search up Cards to the Moon and uh, you'll see our weekly podcast. And uh hopefully hopefully you guys get a chance to tune in. Awesome, so. bro. absolutely
4: yeah. well, appreciate you again. Uh Clark, have a fantastic rest of the week and can't wait to see the uh, content you make continuing going forward. Thanks, appreciate it, guys. No problem, All bro. Right. We'll see you soon. See you, buddy. Cheers. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Right. There you go, Clark. Good guy, Clark. Yeah, I like Clark. Good guy, a guy lot. Clark. Yeah. Good insight on the hobby. Uh, genuine excitement. You love, you'll love excitement. to see that in the guest, and yeah, everyone for sure. In the hobby, you know. So he's he's definitely going to be uh, worth another another comeback here. On the, uh, I would say so. Would say How
3: do you think he'll he'll handle the gremlin around here?
4: Oh yeah, that's true. He <laughs> didn't get he didn't get the full experience. Exactly. So he's actually required to come back.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at fivecardguys or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards or John at Trade you at Recess. You can also check us out at fivecardguys.com. Thanks again and hope to connect soon.